Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Scoop for Wednesday, April 21st. This is Daily Buckeye Fix. I'm Tom Orr. The Minnesota game is in 134 days. The game against Michigan in 220 days. Monday, we talked about the young players on offense who showed out during the spring game. Tuesday, it was the defensive turn. You saw the special teams play. You probably don't want to hear about that again. So today, instead, we're going to talk about some of the guys you didn't see, uh, but who could make an impact this fall. But my guest today is Buckeye Scoop beat reporter Tony Gerdeman. And we'll just run through a list of guys who didn't play in the spring game. Some of them were just out for like purely precautionary, like, hey, he's a little nicked up. There's no real reason to make him play. Some guys missed the whole spring, but just kind of guys who all have the opportunity to potentially make an impact in the team this fall. Let's start. We're going to get start with a two for it off, right off the top, off the uh, bat here. Seven Banks, Cameron Brown, Ohio State's two starting corners from the start of last year, both missed the basically the entire spring. What uh, you know? Where, where do you think those guys are heading into the fall? Well, I think the good news for both is it sounds like both will be fine for the fall. And Seven Banks, uh, I believe the coaches have already said that, and we know Cameron Brown was out running this spring, which was great to see, running, warming up, racing with his teammates, coming back from that Achilles injury, which, you know, I always wonder, can they be their first year back what they were before they were injured? And, you know, we're going to find out this year. And so those two guys, when you're without your presumed two starting corners, that's a significant issue. And there's a lot of weight on those guys' shoulders coming in, going into now the off season and then the actual season. But there's the benefit of the young guys getting some action. But you wonder how much they used that opportunity when you got Demario McCall, a 60-year player, taking so many reps in the spring game. And from the time he's moved to defense, has been in, I don't know, the two or three deep because they, they don't have a lot of guys. And so it's a thin room that will get deeper this summer with the, the addition of Jordan Hancock and, and J.K. Jo- Johnson. Uh, but with with Brown and Banks, I mean, it's significant that they get back. It sounds like they will be fine, but I still, I still have said many times, I wonder what Cameron Brown will be right away this this season. And and will you know, I don't think he's going to be in a slot anymore because of the way the Ohio State defense is playing. I would assume that he'll be outside, and maybe that's maybe that's better suited for him. Well, and you know they were very thin at. at- corner this spring because of the two starters both being out but you know at the spring game on saturday there was another guy who was out who was someone i was really looking forward to seeing and then it was kind of a bummer that he wasn't able to play on saturday legend cavazos i mean he's someone who you go back through his high school uh you know every time he went to a camp or went to an all-star event you know 
he is like the spark score all-star where it's just like, this is the most freakishly athletic person maybe on the Ohio state team. He was hurt last year. He was dinged up again this spring. We didn't get to see him in the spring game. He's someone who I thought like, maybe he's, you know, he's got that athleticism that he may be someone who can kind of jump, jump the line and be that like third corner this year. But unfortunately didn't get to see him in the sun Saturday. It, it, he's kind of like one of these finely tuned European cars, but so many little things can go wrong inside that engine. And it just, it, it doesn't run the way you want. And we remember hearing stuff about him last fall, like, okay, this, this, some, this, this game, they're going to put him in there. And then of course that game gets canceled because of COVID or somebody got sick and they couldn't afford to put him in that role. And it's just been this, this, you're hearing so much about him and you want to see him in action. And then right when it gets time to see it, it's then things get held back or he gets held back. And so that's another, it's, it's a concern. Uh, You've got him and Ryan Watts as the second year guys who need to be the next guy, or at least be in that running and to miss the spring game. Yeah. It's one practice and guys get held out all the time, but it would have been nice to just see him and, and see how he responded, see him make plays like Ryan Watts did see him make plays like Jeff Okuda and Sean Wade did their true freshman year when, and he's a, he's a redshirt freshman, but to see them make plays early in the spring in a spring game in an environment that you have to stand up in. And I, I go back to that 2017 spring game, Okuda and Wade both had issues. Like they gave up some catches, but they were both, they stood tall at the end of the game and were making plays and you, you got to see, the fortitude there and we didn't really get to see any of that from legend cavazos not that it's not there it's just you know you want as much information as you can get when you talk about these guys all the time and you write about them and we didn't we didn't get that and that's unfortunate but he's he's another guy here ryan watts those two are they need to be a part of the secondary this year because we know Kerry combs likes to rotate guys we know just the issues they had in the secondary last year you don't ever want to run into that again. It, you go kind of like a d- depression era grandparents when they were without stuff for so long and they'd never throw anything out and they hoard everything and the garage is full of newspapers from 1942 because you, you just don't know and canned goods. It, that's what Ohio State needs to do with their corners. Just start getting as many as they can and having them in that room because you don't know what you don't know. And that's a process they went through with the offensive line over the last couple of years where they were desperately thin about three years ago. And then have, you know, they, they brought in some transfers, just kind of, you know, Jonah Jackson came in and just kind of helped paper over that hole and at guard one year, and they've brought in big recruiting classes and all of a sudden like, ta-da, they have incredible depth on the offensive line. Like this is a fixable problem, but you have to solve the problem in the short term as well. That either involves someone in the transfer portal or someone like Watts or Cavazzo stepping up. Um, you know, another guy you may, you may talk about Cavazos really, you know, he just hasn't had the chance to get on the field. Another guy who probably is like, come on, man, like this is finally my opportunity. Dallas Gant linebacker. He, you know, has been a good soldier for three years. You hear nothing but good things from the coaches about him. He's sort of been like the next man up at linebacker for so many years. And they just, there has been the same linebacker core for the last three years. So he has just been behind that group of guys. They finally leave and then he misses spring practice. So that had to be kind of a bummer for him. Where do you see him potentially being an impact player this fall? Well, you know, it is unfortunate for him. He's been tough Borland's backup the previous two years or so. And so this was going to be his spring to take over the defense, basically, as the middle linebacker to be the leader, a senior. And 
the process to become a captain and, and everything. And it's what every middle linebacker at Ohio State wants. And then he gets, uh, I believe, a foot issue and, and is out for spring. And uh, I, I don't know that anything got settled without him, which tells me that he's still very much going to be involved and is still the favorite to win that job. And while you you talk about um, rewarding uh, loyalty and, and and stuff like that, and I can hear like fans like wincing about the tough Borland situation, and you know you're rewarding seniority and stuff like that. Dallas Gann has been the the backup at middle linebacker for years now. Knows the defense, knows what everybody should be doing, where they should be going. It would have been this was his opportunity to just leave no doubt that this is his job. And he didn't have that, which gives you know, Tommy Eichenberg hope, gives a guy like Cody Simon hope as well. Two guys that can play Will or Mike. I mean, if we're talking about this Ohio State defense, now it looks like it's going to be two inside linebackers and a bullet. These guys, these linebackers are interchangeable, which make, makes the jobs even more wide open. But I still expect him to, like, we talked to him this spring, and I think the fact that he was he was injured and we still got to talk to him tells you the level of, comfort that Ohio State's media department has with him, the coaches have with him in terms of, yeah, he's a spokesman. He's not playing, but he we still like his voice out there. His voice is also being heard inside the Woody, and he's he's now just adjusting. He's He moved on to being a coach this spring and helping the younger guys. And I mean, that's that's another part of leadership, and that's another way to get voted a captain is, yeah, you're out. You could be really down on yourself, but you're there for your teammates, and you're getting them better. You're getting them better when they're trying to take your job. And that's, I mean, that's what the, the, the brotherhood is about. That's what the culture is about. And I mean, he's been in it for a while now and you would expect him to be able to continue everything he's learned uh, this season. Yeah. If we, if we will probably do a show where we're trying to predict the captain sometime later on this year, but you know, if you're looking at the linebackers, Dallas Gant is not a bad pick for the guy who might be a, a captain from the linebacker spot. Another guy who is, you know, someone who I think Ohio State fans ha- might blanch a little bit at the idea that someone's going to get the job based solely on seniority, and not that that's necessarily going to be the actual deciding factor. But uh, Master Teague on the out of the running back room, he's not a returning starter, but he's the returning production leader and has been for you know a couple of years now. He is he was healthy, I think, a decent amount of the spring and just kind of got nicked up at the end and ended up missing the uh, missing the uh, spring game. You know, he that that's such a deep room. There's six guys there, and you know, Evan Pryor is probably a year away. But any of the other five is, you know, you, you could you could picture any of the other five guys, including Teague, being the starter there. What what does he have to show? What is his role on this year's team? I I think that's a great question. I, what does he have to show? I mean, he's he's shown the the understanding of the offense and the the attitude that you want, but is that enough? And, and that's going to be the, the question. I think it, I, I just, I, I wonder um, if he gets outperformed, what, what actually is being outperformed and what, what, what will that look like? Can that happen before the games start? Can that happen in camp? And I, I just think it would be very, I, I find it hard to believe that he doesn't start against Minnesota, but once the games get started, then it's anybody's race. And that, but if we're always talking about him in terms of somebody's going to take his job, then you have to start asking yourself, is he the guy who should have it? And he hears that. He knows all of that talk is out there. He has Twitter. I'm sure he can't tweet one thing without somebody else saying, 
you know, Travion Henderson should have your job. And uh, tough Borland went through that. And it, it can be a miserable existence for certain players to be that guy who guy fans are just tired of seeing, but it's not just fans talking about other guys who should be playing. It's, it's the media. It's you media, Tom out there talking about, well, maybe this guy is better than that guy is better. And this guy does more. And we know when you talk about master Teague, his, his limitations come up more than his, his skills. And, uh, and, and it's up to him to eliminate some of those limitations and do the most with his skills and, and to be put in a position to do that. And so what does he have to do to hold everybody off? Just keep producing. And he got dinged up last year and Trey Sermon ran with it. And, and um, you know, if that happens, there's somebody else that can do that again this year. I'm not saying somebody else can do 331 yards in a big 10 championship game or like that, but there's enough talent in this room that he's going to be pushed. If he doesn't let that make him better, then maybe it, it should be somebody else. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You mentioned his, his limitations getting discussed more than his strengths. In the te- speed testing this spring, he was the fastest guy in the team. That was one of the uh, great Nevada Buck Nuggets we had this spring. So, you know, you, you think people think about him as, the, you know, well, he doesn't he doesn't have, he's not elusive he can't he can't get downfield and, and you know he's he's not a big playback it's like well if he's got a hole he can go pretty darn quick straight through that hole so you never you know the, the, he is he's someone who is is gonna have some kind of a role on this team it's just a matter of you know if steel chambers is hanging on to the ball now as it sounds like he is like he's a real serious contender travion henderson really flashed this spring marcus crowley they they like a lot Mayan williams you hear great things about i mean it's just on and on and on that is such a deep room there's only one football, so there's only so many carries each guy can get. So you 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 are really going to have to earn it if you're going to get into that uh, that running back rotation. Another spot where they are very deep this year, offensive line. They have uh, the whole spring. We kept seeing different combinations of guys, and you had some of the young guys stepping up. You know, Luke Whipler at center, Josh Fryer at guard. That was already a pretty deep spot. Matt Jones was taking first team center uh, snaps at the beginning of the summer, uh, the beginning of the spring, and then ended up behind Luke Whipler later on in the spring. That was, you know, Harry Miller. Harry Miller had to sit out the spring after having some shoulder surgery. He had played guard last year. The assumption was, okay, he's going to move to center. Now that's a little bit up in the air. They have so many other good interior linemen. It's like, okay, where does he fit? Is, you know, did he get Wally pipped this spring? Probably not, but you know, you've got Josh Fryer, you've got Luke Whipler, you've got Matt Jones, you've got Paris Johnson. I mean, there's just, Enoch Vamahi, just on and on and on. They've got so much talent there on the interior of the offensive line. Where does Harry Miller fit this fall? Well, I, this is entertaining to me because it wasn't that long ago that we were convinced that the five were Thayer Munford, Harry Miller, and Matt Jones, and Paris Johnson, and Nicholas petit Frere. Like somehow those five are going to be in the mix. And then a week later, Luke Whipler is with the ones, and Matt Jones is with the twos at center. And, and, and then that comes. That was like a week after we heard from heard about Luke Whipler, how he was 
working back at the the facility that like after the Alabama loss when everybody got sent home and you know go home get away from football and he's trying to become better because he knows there are two jobs open on the interior of the offensive line and he doesn't care that other guys have been maybe uh here longer or were the expected guys to take over like a Matt Jones or a Paris Johnson and he's working at center and maybe has leaving spring with that job but to go back to Harry Miller, that's why I asked Greg Stadrella, you want your best five. Do you expect Harry Miller to be there? And he said, yeah. Now, there's still a long way to go, but his belief is that Harry Miller, whether it's at left guard or center, is going to be in that, that top five. Now, Matt Jones will have a say about that. Luke Whipler will have a say about that. Shoot, you know, as you mentioned, Josh Fryer could have a say about that as well. And it's one of those uh, good problems to have that we talk about on on these podcasts so often because Ohio State has considerable depth at many positions. But I still think, um, I guess right now, Tom, would we assume, if we if we dare assume, Harry Miller at left guard, Luke Whipler at center? I mean, is that like that's kind of is that how we where we are leaving spring? I guess. I mean, if they're comfortable with Luke Whipler at center. You know, if they're working Luke Whipler at center, they're obviously planning on having Luke Whipler be the center if he's playing. You're not going to work him at center all spring and then shift him over to guard and shift Harry Miller over to center after Harry Miller hasn't been working at center all spring and Luke Whipler hasn't been working at guard all spring. So I guess that's the most likely lineup. But, you know, again, this is this is, you know, if all the focus is going to be on the quarterback battle in the fall. I think there's going to be other interesting positional battles to watch because I'm I'm not sure they go into fall camp with 100% certainty, like, this is the five guys. Like, you could have Harry Miller at left guard battling with Josh Fryer for that position. You could have Luke Whipler and Matt Jones still going at it for the center spot. You know, th- there's a lot of a lot of interesting uh, talent there. You know, another spot where, you know, you talked about the good problems to have, wide receiver. Like, the, the, of all the good problems to have units on the field, that is maybe the biggest one because uh, you have – Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, you know, probably the top returning wide receiver duo of any program in the country. And then you have Jackson Smith and Jigba. And then you have Emeka Igbuka. And then you have all, you know, this incredible depth of talent there. Uh, Jameson Williams. And then it's just like, oh, yeah. And also, by the way, there was the guy who was rated the number one wide receiver in the class of 2020. Uh, His name is Julian Fleming. He did not get to play in the spring game. He had just kind of like a minor medical cleanup kind of surgery, I think, to just kind of clean up an old injury but he you know he's another guy that it's a little bit like the running back room like you you need more footballs to go around with all of these incredibly talented wide receivers how you know how where does where does he slot in they, they've kind of moved some different guys around this spring Garrett Wilson kicked outside Jackson Smith and Jig was probably likely going to be the starter at H where does Julian Fleming and fit in with all of that yeah that's uh, that's a good question because you think about this guy who was Chris Olave's backup at Z last year and played and played quite a bit here and there and played more as the season went on. I guarantee he expected to be the starter at Z this year because he figured Chris Olave is going to go to the NFL. And so that doesn't happen. That's kind of a kick in the gut. And then he's got the injury with the shoulder that he's been dealing with. And so that costs him a good portion of his spring. And so he doesn't get to reestablish himself or continue to establish himself. And you see younger guys making that move and maybe Jamison Williams now as he's been booted from X for Garrett Wilson, maybe Jamison Williams is now at Z behind Chris Olave. And now did somebody just take, take his spot? So I'm sure there's some, you know, 
internal struggling going on with with Julian Fleming right now, but this is still a guy who Brian Hartline couldn't say enough about his size uh, and speed combination, his determination. Um, you know, I've talked to his high school coach a year ago, and he's a guy that you know, he told me like he, he doesn't operate on a, a chip off on his shoulder or whatever. He just wants to be great, and he wants to work hard, and wants to be a good teammate, and you you hear about and you understand like yeah things haven't gone his way this spring but then you watch him during the spring game and he was having a blast watching his teammates and and we've talked before like watching guys who are on the sidelines watching how they interact with you with players and how they respond and sometimes players will just like be down and you know like they're not in a good place uh, mentally or they're maybe one foot out the door like he was engaged He's on the field helping players. He's celebrating with players. Uh, on, I think I saw him celebrating with a defensive guy during the during the first half when they were on either Team Brutus or Team Buckeye, whichever it was, because nobody actually really knows. But just a guy who, who's engaged. It's unfortunate that he wasn't able to be out there. Where can he be this season? That's, you know, it, it's going to be really hard, as we keep saying, to take Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave off the field. But I, I think there's enough talent. And, and you have to tell these guys, yeah, we're going to play you because if there's if they get the sense that you're not, uh, there's a free transfer this year that they can just go anywhere they want and play. And then there's a lot of the guys on this Ohio State team that can probably go somewhere and start receiver, offensive line, running back, what have you. And obviously, you don't want to lose guys this talented. And and if they are this talented, then play them. You know, that's that's where I am. If if you want them so bad, you've got them. Play him. One way that they are potentially dealing with the the depth at uh, the depth quote unquote problem at wide receiver is one uh, one of the guys who was a very talented wide receiver in that class of 2020 just moved to tight end. G Scott. He was someone who, you know, you heard that it was like okay, he's he's a bigger dude. I could see that. And then he missed a bunch of spring ball. We got to see practice earlier in the week before the spring game. He was out working on you know working with the guys who were dinged up at that point, and then uh, didn't play in the spring game either. You had Cade Stover looking fairly impressive. You had Joe Royer looking fairly impressive. They were obviously going to be playing behind Jeremy Ruckert. Like the number one tight end spot is not in question this year. Number two, it's a little more up and down and, you know, up in the air right now. But G Scott, you kind of have to give him like an incomplete this spring. I think the, the hope was you at least saw with Demario McCall, who was the other guy who moved positions, you know, hey, this is, this is what he might look like. Hey, this might, this might turn into something at defensive back as he kind of continues to learn the position. G. Scott just feels like, yeah, it logically makes sense. It's an opportunity to move from a position with way too much depth to one where a little, you know, a little bit clearer path of the playing field. But it's really not clear right now exactly how far he still has to go because we just didn't get to see anything this spring. Yeah, and really, it'll be interesting to see what kind of role he has because whatever it is, it's different than anybody else they have at that position. It's uh, similar to, I would say, what Jeremy Ruckert was as a freshman, where he was just, he, he's going to be your guy who has split out in the slot as a tight end. And so that's what he could do. Um, it's unfortunate that we didn't get a chance to see any of that in, in the spring to see, oh, they're really like interested in doing this and what he could do after the catch. Because this is a guy who probably isn't just going to be a, I catch it and now I'm down kind of guy. They can move him around. They can get him on linebackers and, and things like that. And then he can do stuff after the catch. And, you know, if you have a tight end that can split the safeties, I mean, now you're talking. And now 
is he there yet? No, he's still learning the position, and there's a lot that goes into that. But this is also a hardworking guy who uh, is certainly not. A, I mean, this was his idea, so he's going to attack it, and he's going to have it, you know, do it with a good attitude, with a proper attitude. He's not going to be fighting it. He's welcoming it, and anytime you're welcome it, then you know, good things can happen. And he's probably already. 220 pounds and then putting weight on and keeping his speed. So I think there's a lot of possibilities, but you have to do something with it. And, and that's what it keeps coming down to with, with the Ohio state tight ends. You know, Jeremy Ruckert may be the, the most talented tight end Ohio state has had it in many, many years. And does he have 30 career catches at this point? It's probably right around there. It feels like he's had a lot of memorable catches, but the memorable ones are, are not surrounded by a bunch of, uh, you know, mundane ones. So, you know, that you, you get, you think of all the one-handed catches he's had and the big, you know, two touchdowns against Clemson. And it's like, uh-huh. And then how many other catches? It's like, well, the, the list, the list runs out quicker than you'd think. So yeah, that's, that's going to be another, uh, another interesting thing to, to watch play out. Cause you know, you, you look at G Scott and as soon as people heard about G Scott moving to tight end, everyone immediately said Kyle Pitts. It's like, well, mm-hmm. he's not as tall as Kyle Pitts, but you know, that kind of freakish athleticism, You've seen what Jeremy Rucker can do there with sort of a similar profile, similar background. It'll be very interesting to see what G Scott gets an opportunity to do when we head into fall camp and uh, he gets an opportunity to actually do it on the field. So there, that is a lot of stuff that is going to be really fascinating to watch this year. As uh, you know, as I said earlier, you, you're coming out of spring camp. Everyone wants to talk about the quarterback battle and, and who's going to be ahead at the quarterback battle. There are a lot of positional battles to watch all over the field had uh, Brett Ciancia from pick six previews on a few months ago before spring ball. And he said he was most interested in watching Ohio state spring game over anyone else in the country, just because of how much talent there is and how many open positions there are and how many positional battles there are. Those are going to continue all summer heading into the, into the fall and the best place to keep up with everything that's going on inside the Ohio state football program. As all those fascinating positional battles are playing out is at Buckeyescoop.com. You can uh, get access to our incredible team of insiders, all sorts of insight and analysis. You just can't find anywhere else. Our Ask the Insiders board has a very lively, very fun community, no politics, which is the best thing on the internet. And then you have uh, Nevada Buck, who has just unbelievable access within the program to share information you cannot find anywhere else. You can find that at BuckeyeScoop.com. Also, make sure you check out all of our great podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify. Just search Buckeye Scoop and you can find all of those right there. And then finally, youtube.com slash Buckeye Scoop. We have a uh, fantastic YouTube channel where all of our podcasts go, all of our interviews with players and coaches go. We have uh, camp highlights. We have video from Justin Fields Pro Day, a little bit of everything there. It's all at youtube.com slash Buckeye Scoop. And if you subscribe right there, you'll get notified every time we drop a new video. That is all entirely free. It is a free service we provide for you, dear Ohio State fans. Just you hit that subscribe button there and you'll get notified every time we drop a new video. And you can say, hey, that looks like great content. I would like to pay nothing for it. And ta-da, it's yours. So that'll do it for today. Thank you guys all for joining us. Have a great day. We will talk to you tomorrow. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.